listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, if you struggle with promoting yourself or your business, you're not alone. Insurance is your wheelhouse of expertise, and adding the role of marketer to your list of job duties, well, that can quickly feel like a full-time job. That is what we are here for, because for the Agent Survival Guide team, marketing is our full-time job. We're outlining best practices and pro tips in Effective Marketing Strategies for Insurance Agents. It's never been easier to shout your message from the proverbial rooftop. You've got newspapers, radio, television, social media, and everything else on the internet. There's a lot of noise out there. The key is making sure your message rises above the noise and stands out, and we can help you learn how to do that. Before we get into knowing what to say and where to say it, we've got to establish some definitions. There are three main terms that people usually associate with getting a message out into the world. These terms are marketing, promotion, and branding. Fun fact, these terms are not synonymous, but two of them are subsets of the other. Both promotion and branding fall under the wider umbrella of marketing as do advertising, social media, and networking. I think the first idea we want to move away from in terms of marketing as an insurance agent is the idea of self-promotion. And it sounds good, don't get me wrong. It's when we take a deeper look that we realize, that's not how I want to be perceived. And that's because self-promotion defined is the action of promoting or publicizing oneself or one's activities, especially in a forceful way. Forceful is a vibe you do not want to have. But I include it here because if we take a trip to a used car lot or a furniture store and outsteps someone in a checkered suit that could double as upholstery, well, We've all got really strong feelings about that. No insurance agent wants to come across that way, no matter what product they sell. Rather, and this is a more recent development, I'd say alongside the rise of social media and influencer culture, rather than promoting, we want to start branding. And to drill down a little bit here, Personal branding is the practice of marketing yourself and your career as a brand. Not only is it a much more effective marketing strategy, develop it well, and it will be of long-lasting benefit to your business. Building a brand requires brainstorming, research, and planning to develop a strong vision. That vision then becomes embedded in your marketing strategy encompassing all of your communications and interactions. And the good news is, wherever your business is on the marketing spectrum, we've got a few tips to modernize your marketing plan. We'll start where all sound studies begin, and that is with research. 
a solid brainstorm session to really think about your brand. The process starts by taking a good look at yourself and your business. There are four basic truths you'll seek to understand about your business approach to the industry. Function, appeal, identity, and audience. We'll define your brand by answering a few questions about each truth. First up, function. What goods or services do you plan to provide? How do you plan to provide them? Second on the list, appeal. How is what you're doing different? What makes you unique? What is the appeal of using your services? Next up, identity. What will people associate with your brand? Will you use your name or your business name? What image will they associate with you? Will it be a logo or a photograph? And finally, our fourth truth, audience. How do you plan on connecting with people? Which platforms will you use? What materials will you need? Each of these considerations is important to building a successful branding strategy, and the process will take some time. How long depends on where you are on the marketing spectrum to begin with, and how in-depth you want to go with your plan. We recommend spending at least a minimum of two days on these steps, but for some, this process may take weeks or months. With the answers to those branding questions and the accompanying notes in hand, it's time to move into the digital realm and apply them. And I say the digital realm because to be the best marketer you can be, you've got to establish an online presence. We are doing just about everything online these days. At last count, in January 2023, over 311 million people in the United States actively used the internet, and 246 million of those people were actively using social media. When someone in your community searches for health insurance agent near me, you want your name to come up in the search engine result pages on Google. Give it another couple years and you're going to want it to show up as a response from every AI chatbot. That is how quickly technology is moving. But the point is, you want your clients to be able to find you when they need your services. You want them to connect with you and not your competition. That means you have to be where they're looking. The great thing about technology marching forward at a steady clip is that it's easier than ever to set up a website. Every website has a unique domain name, so you'll need to do a little more research to figure out what that should be. Take the time to brainstorm a few different names for your website, but keep it simple. While unusual spellings might look clever typed out in a search bar, they can fall flat when spoken out loud and vice versa. Also important, make sure your business name doesn't violate any CMS rules. We will be linking to a lot of compliance resources in the notes, so take advantage of those links. To get your website up and running, you'll also need to decide who will host your page. Many hosting companies charge $10 per year to house your domain online, 
and you're responsible for everything else. Prices go up as you add features, such as additional storage, higher bandwidth, customization, and more. Price points and features will also vary between hosting companies. Agent Methods is a hosting company that specializes in the creation of websites for insurance agents and offers a few different plan options. We've had their founder and CEO here on the podcast, so if you're curious about their products, we will have the link to those episodes in the notes. Like any other product, it's important to shop around for the best deal and give yourself the time to do that research. Which additional features should you consider? Embedding a blog onto your site enables you to write about current events and offer insight. You can use it to build credibility and gain a solid online following. If you're thinking about hosting a blog, be sure to choose a platform that offers the option. If you sell Medicare plans, Ritter Insurance Marketing offers a great way to boost your sales and your website. A branded Medicareful page can exist as one of many pages hosted on your site. Or if you're looking for something super simple, that same Medicareful page can function as a low-maintenance website complete with your contact information. We will have a link to a page where you can learn more about our Medicareful program in the episode notes. Now, let's talk social media. Effective marketing requires a social media plan. And like any good plan, this one also starts with research. Before you sign up for anything, set aside the time to brainstorm. Consider a few different username options. Test for availability on all of the social networks you plan to use. Ideally, you want to be able to use the same name or handle, as they're sometimes called, across every social media platform. There's no shame in signing up for more sites than what you initially plan to use. It will ensure that your branding stays consistent, even if your marketing strategy changes a little further down the road. Do your homework and determine the demographics you want to target. For example, if you're selling Medicare products, that makes your math pretty simple. Still, because I am a completist at heart, let's look at the most popular social media platforms and the key reasons why you should use them. Facebook lets you enhance your visibility and share content with 2.96 billion users worldwide. Whether you like the platform or not, log into your account frequently or not, most people have a Facebook account. On LinkedIn, you can position yourself as a thought leader among your professional peers. It's a great place to find agents like yourself, follow other thought leaders, meet potential affinity partners, and join groups to network and chat about specific industry topics. Twitter is a real-time discussion on many topics, especially breaking news, with 69% of users utilizing the platform to get their news. And when it comes to brands on Twitter, along the way, it morphed into a place for brands to conduct transparent customer service, so much so that 64% of Twitter users 
would rather tweet a brand than call them. Instagram started as a photo-sharing platform and has evolved to boast the highest level of brand engagement. 90% of the platform's 2 billion users follow a business on Instagram. Pinterest. 47% of U.S. adult women use this creative bulletin board, myself included. And finally, TikTok, which once upon a time I might not have included on the list. But the app's staggering growth over the past few years cannot be ignored. TikTok hit the 1 billion monthly active user mark in September of 2021. The largest demographic is the 18 to 24-year-old age group. So if you're looking for Gen Z, you will find them on TikTok. Rounding out the rest of the top 10 social media apps in the United States, there's also Facebook Messenger, iMessage, Snapchat, and Reddit, each with their own unique audience and value proposition for businesses. And then in addition to the top 10, there's also YouTube and Tumblr, newer apps like Vero, Discord, Be Real, Substack, and Lemonade. And we can't leave out the recent string of Twitter clones trying to replace the troubled app. Co-host, Post, Mastodon, Blue Sky, and the most recent untitled Twitter clone from Meta. With so many different social media platforms in existence today, it can be easy to get distracted by the new, shiny things. There's a lot of opportunity there, but it's not the only opportunity. Don't forget about good, old-fashioned networking. Digital marketing goes a long way, but here at Ritter, we cannot overstate the value of face-to-face interactions. That's why we recommend including traditional offline networking when formulating your marketing plan. And there are a lot of networking opportunities to choose from. Learning experiences like workshops, seminars, and trade shows are a great way to stay current on industry trends and meet like-minded individuals. Networking events such as mixers and open houses enable you to meet individuals in other industries who could use your product and connect you to potential clients. Mix the two of those opportunities together and you get our Ritter Summits. These annual conferences are tailored especially for agents selling Medicare Advantage and Part D plans. They feature exclusive carrier presentations, marketing tips, plan and product guidance, plus networking opportunities with carriers, Ritter staff, and other agents. Then in addition to learning and networking, there's also the art of the affinity partnership. Look for business opportunities with others who also serve your same demographic. Financial planners, other insurance agents, and local business owners are just a few examples of who you can partner with. Keep your local community in mind as well. There's a reason for the saying, it all starts in your own backyard. Never underestimate the power of service organizations, business associations, or your local chamber of commerce. These groups offer a way to connect with other professionals and keep your finger on the pulse of your community. 
as you're out and about, whether it's in your community or attending an event, you'll need a constant supply of marketing materials for potential clients and networking contacts. Business cards might be the first print product to come to mind, but there's also business reply cards that you order, mail out, and wait for the leads to return. For events and your affinity partners, you'll want brochures, table tents, and slim gyms advertising your services. Don't forget about promotional tchotchkes either. My favorite will always be the jar opener, but it could be a pen, magnet, water bottle, stress ball, chapstick, or any other small item customized with your logo. Here at Ritter, we have an online store where our active agents can order all of the marketing materials I just mentioned. ShopRitterIM is the place to order materials that allow you to easily, affordably, and compliantly market your business. We run these materials through our compliance team. They're CMS approved, so you can use them, send them out, generate leads, market your business without the stress of wondering if your content is compliant. And another quick thing I'd like to mention here is that we often have promo codes for ShopRitter IM. So keep following along with the podcast and keep listening for more info on those offers and incentives. Moving right along to the next type of marketing strategy that insurance agents should be taking advantage of, retention through content marketing. We mentioned lead mailers earlier as a means to getting new clients. Once you've got those new clients, you want to keep them. And this is financially sound advice. For one, there's the renewals you'll get on the policies that you've written for them. Two, there's the potential for referrals of family and friends when you've served them well. And then three, it does cost about five times more to acquire a client versus retaining a client. Retention efforts have transformed as technology has evolved. In addition to the phone calls to check in and the birthday cards or anniversary cards sent in the mail, We've added digital efforts to keep your name and business top of your clients' minds. First up, the newsletter. Most of us are subscribed to at least one, if not more, and that's because newsletters are an effective way to stay connected. Here at Ritter, we send out our own newsletters to keep agents updated on what's going on in our industry. You can take a page from our book, or should I say newsletter, and create one of your own. All you need is an email list and an email marketing service like MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, Benchmark, IBM Watson, GetResponse, or Substack, to name a few. The idea is to fill up those newsletters with mostly educational, fun, and useful content. Then sprinkle in promotional material lightly. Many times in our Friday Five episodes here on the podcast, we will highlight media that would make a great addition to client newsletters. Sometimes it's related to health. Other times it's the most recent menu features from Starbucks. How often you send out these newsletters is really up to you. 
It could be monthly, bi-weekly, or so on. And before you say, well, that sounds like a lot of time and effort, you're not wrong. Marketing is a full-time job, but this is also an area that's seen some innovation. You can now outsource content marketing and retention efforts in a newsletter or on social media with services from companies like Reminder Media, who we've also featured here on the podcast. We'll be linking to their episode in the notes as well. Reminder Media specializes in content marketing solutions, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention their personalized lifestyle, home, and health magazines here, too. It's basically the same concept as a digital newsletter with content people actually want to read about, sprinkled with a few tidbits of promotional material in magazine form. And it's a quality, premium, glossy magazine. They're pretty sharp looking. And as I mentioned, there are a lot of different ways to customize these magazines. When your client receives it in the mail, they don't see it as a promotional effort. It comes across as a gift because of the thoughtful, curated content inside. Really cool thing about Reminder Media, we partner with them. So think of them as one of our affinity partners, and they generously have set up a discount for Ritter agents signing up for Reminder Media services. We will have the link to the page where our agents can get that deal in the notes. The last thing I want to say about content marketing is that you can use your social media accounts similarly to the newsletter and magazine options I just mentioned. Post content that's relevant to your clients, articles you find interesting, uplifting content, nothing about politics or hot button issues, but local news, and then sprinkle in, again, just a little bit about your services. The last part of marketing I want to touch on here today, advertising. Spending money to make money, well, it's hardly a secret strategy. Don't forget to budget for the times when your message needs a little more reach than what you're capable of on your own. It's great to be able to blast things out on social media and let word of mouth do the work. But realistically, sometimes that's just not enough reach. Are you moving to a new location or making another significant change? Advertising is a great way to convey information to a large but specific demographic of potential future clients. Formats can include digital, print, television, and radio advertising. Regardless of the format, your messaging should be clear, give people a way to contact you, and contain one call to action. Before I can end this episode, we cannot talk about marketing without also mentioning the importance of compliance. Everything you communicate must comply with standards set forth by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Everything on social media, in your newsletters, emails, marketing materials, tchotchkes, everything that can be regulated by CMS must adhere to the rules outlined in the Medicare Communication and Marketing Guidelines, the Medicare Advantage and Part D Communication Requirements, the Final Rule, and any other memos CMS puts out on the subject. 
One thing we always advise when it comes to marketing for insurance agents, remember not to broadcast carriers or specific plans as both of those are considered sensitive information. Market yourself and your services, not the products that are in your portfolio. With that, it is time for you to go forth and start on your marketing strategy. As you're working on your strategy, planning, research, and honesty will go a long way in developing your successful marketing plan. Add in your own experience, knowledge, and personality for a truly authentic touch. You can rely on our team here at Ritter and the Agent Survival Guide to keep you updated with the latest innovations in marketing as our industry grows and changes. As always, you can check out the episode notes for the resources we mentioned today. I know we covered a lot in this episode, so those are probably a little more lengthy and detailed than normal. If you have questions or need some clarification on the marketing strategies we mentioned here today, please send us an email at asgpodcast at ridderim.com. Thanks for your support and for listening today. We will see you next episode. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel, script editing by Tina Lamaru, podcast designed by Urban Rivera, artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen. Rate and review our show on Apple or Spotify. 